What's going on, ladies and gents? Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com, and I got special guest, the one and only, Brandon Carter. How you doing, man? What's going on, brother? How are you? Man, never better. Never better. <laughs> nice. Um, so, be a, just tell the audience a little bit about you. Give a little bio. I know you're pretty huge on the social media space, but for anybody that doesn't know, Oh yeah, listen, man. So uh, I, I, uh, my name's Brandon Carter. Uh, I have a pretty popular YouTube uh, fitness page. Uh, you can just search my name on YouTube. I uh, also, uh, you know, uh, that, that's really my biggest platform. I also have a huge uh, one point million, one point five million uh, Facebook uh, fans. And uh, re- and and like you, were, I, I'm honestly, man, you were one of the guys I followed first on Instagram when I was looking for examples of uh, guys who were big. Like, like big and muscular who did keto because a lot of times it's like you know moms or something you know like yeah, yeah for <laughs> you know sure. but uh, nothing against it, moms <laughs> yeah it was you and um yeah nothing against moms I got one and she's cool um but <laughs> <laughs> she's all right you know uh but sometimes but you know I, I was looking for you know I weighed like two hundred pounds I'm six two and you know I, I I was getting into keto for some uh medical reasons actually and we can get into that like a little later but you were one of the guys who was like an example somebody doing keto who was big you jason whitrock um uh uh you know dom, dom diagostino there wasn't a whole I, bunch I, I of them though you. what'd you say there's not a whole bunch of them though man it's not a bunch man it's not a bunch and then uh so you you but you were one of them too man and, and like in like the kind of shape that you know you want to the guys want to be in you know what I'm saying? Like there wasn't a lot of examples, and that's why I stayed away from keto for so long. But I had some medical stuff that made me want to get into it. And then once I did it, man, this was like two years ago. So once I did it, man, I just went all in. I just, I just loved it, and I just kept it up, man. And you know, it's, it's just, it, it, I, I've been doing it for two years straight consecutively, and it's probably one of the biggest uh, changes that's ever happened in my life. And now I teach it to clients, and you know, like I, I teach it on YouTube, and I'm just. You know, I, I really appreciate you letting me get on this podcast, man, and, and talk about it, you know. No, that that's, blows my mind, man. I didn't even know that you knew who I was. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, cool, cool. Let's let's go way back. I want to get a little bit more backstory here. So going back before you even got on keto, I mean, you, you built a lot of your following, probably the majority of your following before you even started keto, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I was already I was already popular on, online. And uh, yeah, man, um, and I was just teaching, you know, uh, you know, if it fits your macros kind of stuff, you know, talking about macros and, and, and that worked, that worked for a lot of people, you know, and, uh, it, it was kind of like, I, I don't know how old you are. I'm, I'm 35 26. and, uh, oh, 26. All right, cool, man. So look, look here, youngster. Back <laughs> in my day, uh, everybody used to eat six meals a day, man. That was gospel, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, man, that's, that's what I'm familiar with from the bodybuilding background. You know, that's yeah, what everybody yeah. does. Yeah, and it's not not to say it doesn't work, right? Like people got ripped doing that, and people still get ripped doing that, you know. Um, but then I then I uh, so I, I taught that for a while. Then I learned about intermittent fasting, and I did that for like three consecutive years, right? Until uh, you know uh, something forced me to try keto, and then I just fell in love with it, man. What and, got you into the fitness in the first place? Like what what was your you know motivation behind even going into that space to begin with? Oh man, okay. So you know I'm from the south side of Chicago, and it's a very very rough area where are you from man arkansas arkansas it's a little Probably different not quite as rough. <laughs> no 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 it's not as different man like, it's a little different but um i and it's just a harsh environment and i used to just you know a lot of fights and gangs and and stuff like that you know and uh 
the first time I got a gun pulled on, on me, I was with my mother. She was walking me to preschool. I was like four or five years old. And she was walking me to school. It was early in the morning. She used to walk me to school, like in the cold Chicago snow, man, right before um, right, uh, uh, before the sun got up, before the sun rose. And she would walk me to school. And then one day, this guy came up to us and pointed a gun at my mom and, and said, give me the purse, you know. And uh, and I, I remember that. she And she, like, kind of froze, right? She kind of froze. And she didn't do anything. And then he pointed the gun at me and said, give me the purse, bitch. And then he gave her the purse and she, you know, and then he scurried off, you know, and and, I, and, I, and my mom started crying. She dropped me off at school and police came. It was, it, was a, it was a mess, you know, and I just remember feeling, man, if I got big and muscular and turned myself into a superhero, I can find this guy and kill him. This is what I was thinking <laughs> as a five year old, you know, and um, and and so I've always wanted to be big and strong. And it didn't really happen until I got sent away. You know, because I was just doing body weight stuff and, you know, as a kid, then I got sent away to military school and uh, I came from basically an all black neighborhood to being the only black kid in this in, in military school. And it, it came, that came with its own set of challenges. Right. Like it, I, I wouldn't say those kids are racist, you know, just kids in general are just kind of assholes. You know, and they would say stuff, trying, you know, try to tease me and, you know, and I would get into fights and I would lose. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I need to get serious about this this uh this this training so i can uh get better at fighting like this is what this is my 16 year old self was thinking and then i started uh training and then funny thing happened i didn't have to fight anymore like once i got bigger you know predators look predators look for prey you know and you know lions don't hunt hunt uh uh gorillas or like i mean lions don't hunt um you know, tigers, you know, lions, lions hunt gazelles or weaker animals. Right. So like right. I, it, once, once I presented myself as a stronger animal, uh, people stopped messing with me. And then I just actually those kids, those same kids started asking me for advice. And I started training them. I fell in love with training. And I've been a personal trainer for over uh, for damn near 20 years now. That's crazy, man. Yeah, man. So then you just you got into personal training. And then I mean, I. I will, we'll talk about keto and we'll talk about nutrition too, but I love business. Yeah. And you got into, like, talk about the business a little bit. You just decided to build your own online platform and get into training, touching a larger audience? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I went to college. Uh, I went to a really good school, um, uh, business school in D.C. called Howard University. Uh, really good school. Uh, and and when I got out of school, I decided to, um, you know, I, I was I was personal training. I got into some other stuff and and uh, I, did, I did some fitness modeling and personal training, but none of that will make you a lot of money, man. Like, is this models don't get male models don't get paid a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and fitness modeling is, is is more niche, especially back then. It wasn't social media like now. It's easier. It's, it's easier to make a, a living doing it. But back then, it was it it, it wasn't like a big thing, you know. And uh, personal training, man, you know, you are only gonna make so much money, you know. And I, I got to the top tier of that, you know. I train, I had some personal, some uh, professional athletes. I was training some guys in the NFL, but I wasn't, man. I wasn't gonna get rich doing that, you know. I knew that, so I, I decided to start my online business, right? And uh, uh, I read a book called The Four Hour Workweek. I love that. Right. That was the motivation behind me starting business. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've actually met Tim once, and I told him that, man. Tim, he's a real cool guy in person. Very cool. But, uh, yeah, that book is a little dated now, right? Like, I don't know if everything works, uh, but the principles are still good. Mm-hmm. And and I started my business. I saved up. Like, first was uh, it was a supplement company, right? Because I had I was taking this supplement from GNC, and I won't I don't want to talk bad about that company. It still exists, 
they had a fat burner that I was using. I really liked, but and, uh, man, it was it made my blood pressure like crazy high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I decided, you know, because I had a background in, in nutrition as a, as a certified trainer and, and nutritionist, right? So I decided to come up with some a natural alternative that would still give me a lot of the same results. And I thought, man, some other people might want some of this too, like something like this. And I, I saved up like thousands of dollars, man, and, and launched my supplement company. But I was like, now I needed a, a way to actually uh, promote it. And I was out of money. So that's when I grabbed uh, my flip cam. Right. I bought a hundred dollar flip can. It's called a flip can. They don't even make it no more off of eBay. You were you were like, man, man, you were you you might have been in grade school when this happened. (laughs) And uh, because like iPhones weren't I mean, like not everybody had a smartphone. Every phone wasn't a smartphone at this time. Yeah. And um, I started making YouTube videos about fitness and then building my email list, you know, and all and all that stuff, all all the, the real I don't know how, how much you're into the actual like internet marketing stuff, but I really became a, a student of that. And yeah, and, to, and now we have a man. I remember around so around this time I'm talking about, I had like all these fucking supplements. My my, <laughs> I had like thousands of dollars of supplements in my living room. I'm hand mailing each one of them every day, uploading these YouTube videos, and it was it was difficult at first, man. But uh, it, it started to pick up. It started to, to pick up, man. And now. Now we have a, you know, our office here in uh, Midtown, in uh, I'm sorry, Upper West Side, Manhattan, right next to Central Park. Got ten employees, uh, and you know we do a seven figure business. You know uh, we're doing well. That's freaking awesome, man! Like I love the, the beginning story and the beginning stages and going through the hardship because that's like everybody wants to bypass that stuff, but mm. that's like where that's where it's made. You know, that's where your character comes from. Yeah, bro. Like I mean. Yeah, yeah, you, I, I love those stories too. Like, I don't want to hear how somebody, somebody's already made it. I want to hear how they got there. You know, exactly. So, yeah, yeah you and I, I mean, we're gonna have to talk. We can we talk about a whole other business thing. All, I mean, that'd be a whole other podcast in itself. Um, <laughs> cool, man. I'll dive deep into that with you. But with regard to like fitness and nutrition and stuff, so you were doing like the typical bro dieting, you know, six meals yeah. a day, you know, chicken and rice kind of thing. Um, and then what, what made you transition from that into keto? All right, so I was I, I was doing uh, you know basically you know it was it was it was actually um, uh, a progression right first first it was it was it was the bro diet then I started uh, intermittent fasting it was all just an experiment right like mm-hmm. to see how that would affect me I try to stay open minded you know about things and just to see how it affect how it would affect me and I, I just liked it. I liked it. Now, I don't know if I got better, like, results in intermittent fasting. Like, people talk about it like it's just a panacea to all your problems. And I, I don't know if I, I would classify it as that. But what it did do was I felt more productive. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is the time, you know, I'm really building my business, starting, you know, really, really going for it. And that was, like, the main benefit for me, the, the productivity. But it, I, what I noticed was at three o'clock when I broke my fast, everything was it was over. But I got more work done than I would have in during the fasting time. So anyway, I talked to Jimmy Moore about this like years ago, and uh, I'm sure your audience is is, is uh, familiar with Jimmy. And uh, and he was saying uh, he he would he he said it was probably from the ketones, right? And at the time, I was still skeptical about the ketogenic diet, but I I heard him out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was doing that for a while, and then I just went to and so maybe it was close to two years ago, I went for for a checkup. Uh, you know, for my insurance, you got to get your annual checkup and stuff like that. And man, they said my cholesterol is just crazy high, just crazy high. And 
it was it was it was just weird because the recommendation they were saying, oh, you should try diet and exercise. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I am dieting and exercise. That's what I am. And and uh, <laughs> and they wanted to put me on statins. Yeah. And I and I and I, I just knew that that was bad. So I said, you know what? Let me go. I, I was familiar with the ketogenic diet. I knew people who did it. And I'm like, all right, let me give this a shot and see if I can naturally lower my my cholesterol. But I was worried about like, can I build build muscle like this? Can I can I, you know, can I build muscle? Can I even retain muscle like this? This is something I, I was concerned with. So I, I did a lot of research. Uh, I talked to some of my friends who did who done keto. Like uh, I talked to Jimmy again. I talked to uh, Jason Whitrock. With, with uh, you know, I, I talked to, and then just some doctors too. That that some better doctors than the ones I went yeah. to. And um. And then Dom D'Agostino, and I was like, all right, now I'm ready to give it a shot. And I shit you not, bro, within the first month, my cholesterol dropped over uh, 100 points. The HDL went up. and But not only that, I just felt better. That 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 feeling I had during my fast on, on intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. I was feeling like that all the time. It was default now. And, that, and that's, uh, that's the beauty of it, man. That's what people, like, they're so hesitant to start. And then when they try it, like, they start for the weight loss and they stay because of that right there you just explained. That's a hundred percent what I'm saying. I mean, listen, because I could listen, man. I can get ripped. I, I can get ripped to any diet, right? And, and anyone can get ripped to any diet. But keto, there's so many other benefits. Like my skin is clearer now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I feel like I don't need as much sleep. It's it's just so many other benefits uh, aside from just the the, the body composition. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. So like, what uh, like what was your? We'll, we'll just kind of take this from like. First person perspective, when you first started the diet, what happened that you did or did not expect? Like, did you go through the whole keto flu symptoms and just kind of like talk about that? I didn't know if I went through the keto flu. I was a little irritable, uh, according to my employees (laughs) during the uh, transition phase. And uh, if I was doing it again, now that I'm uh, uh, I'm more familiar with it, it would be a lot better. But, yeah, it it wasn't a big deal for me. Actually, it just it, it really wasn't difficult at all. It, it, it wasn't difficult at all. It, I think the difficulty was figuring out what to eat, mm-hmm. right? Like, because for for my goals, right? Because I'm still like I train like a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. you know, and to 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 extrapolate the keto information that that exists to bodybuilding, there's not a lot of people doing that, you know. Uh, there's there's you, there's me. Maybe Jason Whitrock a little bit, right? But he doesn't count macros. You count macros, or you just eat? Oh, I count macros. That's, that's I count macros, sure. bro. Like, like that's one that, that I count macros, bro. Like, I get I, to, I get irritated, man. Like people, like I, I get the whole concept of you know eat instinctively, eat intuitively, make it a lifestyle. I, I'm a hundred percent in support of that. But people that are wanting to change their composition and are unwilling to figure out what they're even consuming, it's like you're you're doomed for a failure from the get go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're just a fucking guy, right, and you just want to lose a little weight, and you you're not you're not trying to be like us, you're not trying to take shirtless Instagram pics, then you know maybe you can get away with just you know, cause 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 on keto, if you're gonna if you're gonna not count macros, then I, you got to do keto because I think your body will actually um, regulate your hunger a, a lot more efficiently. Yeah, and you agree. won't you won't overeat. You know, you'll you'll probably stop overeating and you'll just lose a bunch of weight and. But if you want to be in elite shape, like the kind of shape that you and I want to be in, and 
you need to stop fucking around and count, and you need to count those macros, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm, glad I, I'm glad you say that, man. I'm glad you say that. I walk around with a scale in my bag, man. Do you keep a scale? Yeah, I used the first competition I ever did. I didn't weigh anything, but now I weigh everything, and I have you know for the past seven, eight years. Oh yeah, well yeah, you were a well, your first competition. You were a teenager, right? Uh, no, I think I had just turned twenty or something. I was I was really young. I, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I slept three hours a day when I was twenty, right? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you do all types of shit when you're twenty, man. But uh, as you get older, you know, you gotta you gotta tighten that tighten it up, man. Things change, and and but ha- having that said, if I would have been tighter with this when I was younger, I'd be in better shape now. I keep a scale in my bag. I do not fuck around with this shit, man. Like, and you don't have to go that extreme, right? Maybe you don't want to be like me or you, uh, you or you, you and I. But I mean, if you're gonna go, I don't know any way except for all out. I don't know how to halfway do some shit. I don't know how to do shit a little bit, you know. And, what uh, What is your take? This is a great segue. What, what is your take on living a balanced lifestyle? Oh, I think that's that's great if you want um, balanced results. Right. If you want to, you know, I give you extreme results come extreme results come from extreme actions. So your your actions have to match your desire, your goals. Right. You they have to, And if you, what you want is extreme, then you're going to have to be extreme. And there's nothing balanced about being extreme. You know, there's nothing. I mean, that's just, that's just okay. Now, if you just want to be a guy, it's OK. Like most people are just going to be guys. Right. Just regular guys doing regular shit. And that's cool. Then, then you can be, you can have a balanced lifestyle, right? But if you want to be elite in anything or really good at anything, then it's going to come at the detriment to everything else. You don't get to be like great at a bunch of things. It doesn't work like that. Man, that's how not. Can, how come we are just not talking, man? This is my second half right here. I'm talking to. <laughs> oh, thank, hey, man. You know we're covering the same claw, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> People give me shit all the time. They're like, you know, you gotta have more balance in your life. You need to sleep more. You need yada yada yada. I'm an extremist person. I think doing yeah. what we do, being like in the bodybuilding background, you know, building our own business and, and creating our own life, like you don't get that being balanced. Like you have to be an extremist. Yeah, man. Get the fuck. You got. I mean, you have to be. I mean, extreme results come from extreme actions. Like, there's no other way. It can't. It can't happen any other way. It, it just can't. It I cannot like, happen any other way. Like in, in, in any any endeavor. Yeah, I agree. And, and and you said perfect. Like if if you're happy, content doing what you're doing, then keep doing. It. Like I, I'm not here to judge anybody. Yeah. But if you're unhappy and you're wanting change, then you have to take extreme action. And I don't know. Like when you do that, I feel like people that are wanting change but then trying to live a balanced life, they're just trying to hedge their bets for failure. Mm, mm. Or maybe their goals. It's either that. Or their goals are uh, just not as important as they think they are, you know, like it, they're not as important as they or not important as they think they are or not as important as they want to uh, people, people to think they are. Right. It's good to talk about being an entrepreneur and hustling and grinding. It's good to talk about how you're a fitness addict and you just love it. But you got to live it, man. Like, who cares what you say, man? It's what you what do you what do you produce? What, 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 what are the outcomes? I'm not religious, man, but. uh by your fruits, you you will know them. You know, is is what the the, the good book says. I'm assuming because you're you're relig- you're Christian because you're from the South. So I'm assuming. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> and that, down here, man, this is Bible Belt where I'm at. Yeah, man. So that's what I'm saying. Like the the, the like, listen, I'm not religious, but even if you take like the religiousness out of it, man, those man, though there are some principles in there that are tried and true. You know, 
And that's what that's one of them. By your fruits, you will know them, man. Well, people, what people accomplish will let you know everything about them. Absolutely. And, you know, if you if you're not getting the results you want, that, that can only mean you're not putting in the effort. That's I mean, that that that's it. I mean, you might have some it might be easier for some people for whatever reasons, but that doesn't matter either. Right. Like people don't want to be uncomfortable. What do you say? People don't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah, they don't want to be uncomfortable. Um, you know, they got they have people like you said, people are telling you, you got to be balanced, man. You got to chill, you know, so they have environmental stuff going on. And I get it, man. Like I'm from like an awful environment, like awful, you know, so I understand it. It's, it's difficult. But if it's harder for you, then that just means you got to work harder, you know, and for sure. What, you, what, yeah. what is the hardest thing you've ever done? Oh, the hardest thing I've ever done. That's a loaded question, man. <laughs> oh well, me, I think it's build a business, man. Like, like less. I mean, less than. Okay, eighty. Like, what does say? Ninety five percent of businesses fail, and and uh, and only and less than five percent of all businesses uh, ever get uh, into seven figures, right? And uh, I mean, that's that's difficult, man. Like, it's just it's just difficult, and the odds are against you. Statistically, you shouldn't do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like they say, like you have a. Like if you smoke cigarettes, like how many? What what chance do you have of of getting cancer? Like it gets pretty high, right? Um, well, if you start a business, the chance of you failing is higher than getting cancer from cigarettes, right? Like on paper, like you shouldn't do it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it's 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 cool. I think. Um, I mean, not having spoken with you in the past, but I would assume that the principles and the mindset that you've got as a result of you know the fitness endeavors can be like. 100% directly applicable to everything you do in business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's such a it's such a metaphor for life, like 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 fitness. You know, um, it, it's because you got your body, man. Years and years of training. How long you been training, man? About ten years. Ten years, a decade, a decade of training, right? And and that got you to where you are now, right? But it, it's it wasn't like it wasn't instant. You know, mm-hmm. you had to put in a lot of work over um, over a decade, and like the amount of the amount that you progress every day is almost negligible, right? Like if you do a workout today, how how much further that got you to your goal is is, is it's almost negligible, right? Like you, you you accomplished almost nothing in that day, but when you add all those days up, right? When you add everything up, then it starts to make progress. You start making, and that's success in general. Yeah. It's a bunch of little things every day that you can hardly notice. But they add up in the end, you know. Yeah, it's kind of. I always like compare it to like you're looking at the exponential growth curve of like stocks or something. You know, they, they start at the same spot and then all of a sudden they hockey stick at the end, or so it seems. You know, or like you know, negative trend line, same same concept. That's kind of like not not to compare myself to others, but I look at people that don't put forth the day to day effort, and they just kind of stay on that even keel trend line or even digress downwards, whereas. You know, that constant effort over time, it, I mean, it has like an exponential growth in the grand scheme of life. Yo, 100 percent, bro. 100 percent. And and OK, so like, look, 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 you should go outside, man. You see, like maybe you've been in a forest or something. You see all these huge trees, you know, you see all these huge trees. Um, but those trees started out as seeds, man. They were on or whatever, acorns or whatever, man, depending on what kind of, what kind of plants <laughs> we're talking about. And it, it was on the vine, man. It was on the vine. And like that, it was comfortable. It was getting all the nutrients it needed from the tree. It it probably didn't want to leave, right? It, it was comfortable. 
you know, and but one day it leaves the tree, goes, it takes that risk, falls to the ground, right? Falls hard, hits the dirt. It's, then it gets rained on, it's shoved in the ground. And then, man, I don't know how long, it, but, but days go by and it looks like nothing's happening, you know, and it's, and it's in that dark pace, man. And this is the beginning of every journey. This is a metaphor. This is the beginning of every journey. You leave this uncomfortable, you leave your comfortable spot and you hit the ground and it's difficult at first. And then next thing you know, man, it sprouts up, starts to sprout up, right, a little bit. It's like, oh, shit, all right, get some progress. But if the, the, the tree, if you looked, it starts to sprout. And then the, 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 the plant sees all these other, there's a metaphor, right, so it didn't really see. But the plant sees all these other huge trees, man. And then it doesn't do what we would do. Like, we would see that and be like, man, this guy's so much better than me. Or this 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 business is so much bigger than mine. And you, they, it get, we get frustrated and we stop. Luckily, the tree doesn't have a central nervous system, so it just it just what it just keeps growing every day, it just keeps doing its job every day. And if if you saw it on a Wednesday and came back and saw it on a Thursday, it would look like it, it made no progress, right? But it made a little bit, and then those adds up, and then it just gets bigger and bigger. And then next thing you know, it's a huge tree, and maybe it's making apples and shit or whatever. You know, now now it's pretty, like it took it will take years for it to get to the point where it's actually producing results, but it came from those little efforts every day. Now, luckily, the tree doesn't have a brain or a central nervous system. Otherwise, it, would, it, it wouldn't have even left the vine. And it definitely wouldn't have kept going when it came out, when it did all that work and came out the ground and saw these other huge trees. It got frustrated and stopped. Now, nah, it just did, did what it was supposed to do every day. And that's what we have to do, man, at whatever goal we have. But the problem is we get frustrated and we stop or we don't even start. Yeah, I love it, man. I never heard that metaphor like that. I like, I like that because I made that shit up, man. Because I made it up. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Being, being unique, being creative. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I actually, I hope I made it up. I may have heard it somewhere, you know. What I mean? But I hope I made it up. Hey, man, I like it. I'll give you full credit for it. Thanks. thanks. Um. So let's, man. We talk about all kinds of stuff. What, what's a First of all, since you got on the keto and you didn't know if you could build muscle, you've been on keto for two years. Are you strict keto for those two years? Or you like do cyclical keto and targeted keto? Initially, I started with cyclical, um, just because you know I, I had read uh, what's it, the anabolic diet mm-hmm. and uh, and some other and some of the guys I talked to saying uh, uh, cyclical was was probably the best way. And I know and Jason was talking about that might be a good option. Uh, Jason Whitrock, and it was cool. The only problem was I didn't feel good on the carb days. Yeah. You know, like I started feeling like crap on the carb days. And I, and I talked to one of my buddies who's a doctor. He says he said because my body is so got used to running off ketones that when it gets these carbs, it doesn't necessarily know what to do with it. Right. A hundred percent. It's not as efficient as using the glucose now. And um, and then the insulin spikes. And I don't know. It's just it, it, I just went straight, straight, uh, strict ketogenic diet now, man. That, that's what I do now. And if I'm bulking, I just I have to uh, just increase my calories. What I tell me if you notice this, man. I, I'd like your take on this. I to bulk on keto, I need significantly more calories than bulking on carbs. Yeah, I found um, I found that with keto, there's like a lag effect, so um, you, you can get away a little bit longer with more calories without having the negative repercussions of fat gain that you would if those same mm-hmm. calories were coming from carbs. Um, so yeah, like when I'm in an off season and I'm, I'm kind of experimenting with some different ratios and everything in my off season currently, but what I've found now that I like is basically just a caloric surplus, a little bit more protein, but still nothing crazy on the protein. And then I'll just stay at a surplus, but rather than just staying at a consistently high surplus, I'll cycle that up and down 
so that I'm always at a surplus, but I'm not just at that huge threshold of a surplus, which is going to eventually lead to, to body fat gain too. But by cycling it up and down, I'm able to stay lean while at a surplus, building muscle without near as much fat gain. Oh, so what kind of surplus are we talking about? So my baseline, I have it set at around 2,500 calories, and I went up to 3,000, and then I'm cycling down to like, right now I'm at about 2,700. I'll probably uh, stay at around 26, 2,700, and then I'll cycle back up to 3,000. I'll just keep repeating that. But I tell you, man, I've been at the surplus, uh, and I've noticed even you know tapering my macros down to the 2,700 they are now, I've gotten significantly leaner while staying at a substantial surplus, which is, is pretty really? cool. I'm basically resetting my metabolism. Really? That's interesting. What what, what kind of, What's your ratios looking like? So I stay between like 78 and 82% fat ratio. 82? Um, yeah. Really? What, so I, how, so I, I want to dig into this, man, because this is, this is something – we have a cool opportunity here because a lot of people look up to us with yeah. regard to how to build muscle on keto and kind of what the best protocol is. And just talking to you for the – 28 minutes that we've talked so far i can tell that we are similar in a lot of things what what is your take on um do calories matter first of all let's just talk let's talk about all kinds of big picture stuff here so what's your yeah. take on calories okay so here's my take on calories all right and and you know listen nobody here's, here's my real take nobody knows the 100 percent answer to this everyone thinks they know but there's different you can find studies you can, you can always find a study to uh, uh um that doesn't corroborate another study. You know what I'm saying? So, what I what I what, what this is this is this is my underlying hypothesis. I think calories matter, but what they mattered, you also have to take into account the environment that that calorie enters. Mm-hmm. Okay, because hormones will affect that. So yeah, yeah, I think it is calories in, calories out, but not a hundred percent. Because and what I mean by that is. The if if I'm full of if I'm full of insulin or or let's say I have low testosterone, low uh, low growth hormone or, or whatever, and and then I it's I I eat a, a, a certain amount of calories, it's going to affect me different than if my uh, uh, testosterone is crazy high. It's going to affect me different if my insulin is lower or higher. Mm-hmm. I, I, I and and we we know that, but people don't talk about that, right? Because we know that from like the 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 drug users, right? What what are what are drugs? What are what are performance enhancing drugs? They're they're synthetic hormones. They mimic s- synthetic hormones, right? Or I, I know that's a that's an oversimplification of it, but yeah, that's yeah, what they are. They mimic synthetic hormones, right? So if and if uh, someone who's taking uh, steroids does the same. Same workout, same diet as you, same caloric ratio, same surplus, same everything is going to affect them differently. Right. We know that. Right. We, we can all agree on that. Right. Mm-hmm. So how your how your hormones are in your body will affect how the calories, how, how the calories in calories out thing works out. OK, the, uh, I, ho- I hope I'm not losing you. I, I haven't articulated this well enough yet to that. I can give you a good example. But no, I'm no, this is good. And and. We can control our hormone levels with our, you know, our di- our lifestyle, diet, training, exercise, sleep, rest, and ketogenic. The ketogenic diet, we know, we know. I mean, the basis of it keeps insulin low, right? And insulin is going to affect you in a number of ways, and that's why I think uh, you and I can get uh, away with uh, either surplus for a longer, or me, a higher surplus. I weigh like one ninety eight, around let's say two hundred pounds. You know, it, it fluctuates a little bit, two hundred pounds. 
and man, for the last uh, six weeks, I've been getting like four to five thousand calories a day. So and much. I just got to the point where I'm seeing a little bit of uh, fat on my abs. Nothing crazy. An outsider would think it was fine, but I'm going on a cut. I started a cut this week because of it. But if I was doing that on carbs, I'd, I'd be huge. Yeah, yeah. No way you'd be able to maintain that degree of leanness with that much of a surplus for yeah. on carbs. That's what I think. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I agree. As far as calories go, this is what I tell people. Like, I hate when people deal in absolutes because the body doesn't deal in absolutes. It all matters. Like you can't single out one thing and say it's all hormones or it's all calories or calories in, calories out. That's all, you know, it, it's all symbiotic in nature. It all works together. Yeah. Um, so I think it all matters. I know it all matters. My take on like calories and, and tracking macros is you can't really know how many calories you're actually burning in a workout. You can't really know exactly what your hormones are doing. You can do things to improve them and to work on them mm-hmm. and to understand them, but you can't know with certainty, you know, exactly how to manipulate those to a T. The one yeah. variable that you do have 100% control over is the food you put in your mouth. So that's the variable that I manipulate. Mm, mm, mm. You know, you, uh, I, I, I totally agree. You can, you can, and, and you know what, uh, the other thing about counting macros, right? You know, like food labels are legally allowed to be up to 20% inaccurate. Yeah. In either direction, right? In either direction, you know? So it it, it could be 100, it says 100 calories, it could be 120, or it could be 80, Mm -hmm. you know? And and when you're dealing with that, and in restaurants, it's even worse, right? In restaurants, it's crazy. And that's why I carry my scale with me. Uh, I'm just trying to get as, as accurate as I can. Right. I'm just trying to get as accurate as I can, but I know it's not 100 percent accuracy. You know, I, I know that, but I'm just trying to get closer, as close to it as I can. Um, and as far as tracking, I, I'm going to as far as like I'm, I'm tracking the calories burning my my workout uh, with my with my Apple watch. I'm uh, every time I'm, I'm getting a little crazy, man. Like I, I'm really focusing on neat, you know, non exercise, um, not yeah. non exercise. Yeah. What is it? Nine exercise activity thermogenesis, right? And I'm really focused. So when I when I walk out of here, when I walk anywhere, I I, I hit the button on my Apple Watch to track my how much I'm calories I'm burning during that walk, and then I stop. It's kind of neurotic. No, it's good I'm though, man. Trying, like that in there, I, I'd love that stuff. Yeah, man. I'm trying to get as close as possible, but yeah, you can't be 100. percent You can't be 100. Uh, but the closer you are, the better off you'll be. I, mm-hmm. I believe. What um. So, what what macro track do you use? Mm, I use my fitness pal. You like it? I it, it's fine. It's fine. Well, you sound like you don't. I, I use my macros plus. I've played around with a bunch of different macro trackers, and they all do about the same thing. Um, I just like that with my. I think you can upgrade on my fitness pal, but with my macros plus, I can set the gram goals as opposed to the percentage goals. Um, mm-hmm. Because like with me, like my my ratios are such that my carb intake is less than five grams, which I think is the minimum you can set on my fitness pal. You get less than five grams? Less less than five percent. Oh, less than five percent. Oh yeah, yeah, I got you. Got you. Less than five. But my, my total yeah, yeah. grams are still low. Like like on a high day, I go to like twenty total grams. I start most of my clients off at ten grams total. Mmm. Mmm. Keep it low. That's I keep it low. I, I feel like I want to get your take on this too, but I feel like with keto, um, the like when you're trying to manipulate your proteins and your fat ratios to really fine tune what is best for you and again everybody's gonna be different you have to kind of figure out those thresholds but carbs kind of act as noise in the equation um like you're gonna have water retention you're gonna be bloated it's gonna 
put out false signals that are going to make it harder to refine the proteins and fats, which are the most important variables with keto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I get way more ca- carbs than you, but they're all from um, fibrous carbs, 100 percent. And uh, I I feel like I'm dodging your question. I guess it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a good take on that. <laughs> but uh, what, 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 what I the first year I did keto, I tested my ketone levels every morning and every night with, with the with the with the, the blood, mm-hmm. the blood test, you know, and uh, just to see what my macros how my macro, macro manipulation would change and training changes, right? So I can, I can, I'm still in ketosis with like, man, I've been up to 10% carbs and 30% protein and I'm still staying in ketosis. How do you feel? Do you feel any different? I don't know if I feel different. I don't, I, it's not, it's not noticeable for me, at least. It's not noticeable for me. Um, and and the, the feeling thing for me at least there's some you know my life is kind of stressful right so it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of variables for that but uh, the ketone levels I know is my training and my and my diet that's going to affect that and I'm still in ketosis when when, when I do that um, yeah but that's me right so you, everyone but Jimmy Moore right he he's probably more insulin resistant than me so like he uh, he says he can't. He, he keeps his like crazy low like yours mm-hmm. and he keeps his protein low too um but i can get away with more man i can get away with more and it's probably just because i'm so active you know I, I would imagine and that's that's the beauty of of this and, and like i said earlier about not dealing in absolutes like everybody's gonna have a certain sweet spot and that sweet spot's likely to change over time as their body changes and their lifestyle changes so yeah you know being open to you know experiment and thing. i love experiment like I'll, I'll do i did an experiment with danny vega and we just manipulated the ratios uh, all while being at a 500 calorie surplus for the you know three different months to see which one we felt better with, and uh, so yeah, I'm all about you know trying things up, mixing it up. What was the one? It. Was there a consensus on what what ratio made you feel best? Yeah, so the first month we did a higher protein ratio, um, and we had like both of us were at a 500 calorie surplus, and the first month all those 500 additional calories came from protein, so it wound up being like 65 percent fat ratio, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt terrible, man. Like I felt bloated. I put on a lot of body fat, and I just I woke up tired. Um, mm, with the more just, protein. Yeah, with the more protein, which which is funny because like by bodybuilding standards, like what you and I have been you know here in our whole lives, like my protein still wasn't that high in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. How much I you felt, weigh? I'm I'm one uh, eighty one eighty five. One eighty five. And, and what you single digit body fat? Yeah. Oh man. I wasn't God at the end of that month. I I, I got up. Uh, you know, I don't remember what I was in the protein month, but I put on the most body fat in that month. And then, really? yeah, it, it was crazy, man, because I figured, you know, the next month was a higher fat ratio. I was up to 82% fat, and I figured it would take a little while to feel better. But, mm-hmm. man, like a switch, the next morning after the higher fat ratio, I felt so much better. Really? So how many, um, how much protein do you get a day? So right now, I'm kind of on the, the lower end of that little mini cycle cut thing. So I'm at about 120 grams right now. Mm, 120 so that like, you don't think you don't eat okay and you respond well to that you, yeah like, are mean, you able to build and retain muscle with that yeah I'm, I'm building i'm hitting prs i mean i'll go up to as high as you know 150 or 160 grams of protein and then i'll take her down to you know 120 like in my competition this last competition uh i got all the way down to 65 grams of protein and you and you retain muscle oh man i was hitting prs like a month out from the show day how man? 
<laughs> keto, man, keto. <laughs> is it it's so because it's because now me me and uh, Dom Diagostino talked about this. And uh we you know, I asked him, Do you think it's just because the ketone levels are protein sparing, you know? And uh he said, Yeah. <laughs> so so this is my take on that. Like when you're uh so like when you're building muscle when you're in like the off season, you can get away with a little bit more protein. But when I'm going into a competition prep, my prior my priority shifts from building muscle to just maintaining as much muscle as possible and getting as lean as I can. So like I don't care if I build any muscle when I'm in a competition prep. Like you have to kind of expect some muscle loss at such a caloric deficit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, with ketones being as muscle sparing as they were, I was able to drop my protein down to 65 grams. And I mean, I wasn't building muscle there at the very end. Um, but yeah, I mean, 65 grams protein, all the competitors on stage against me, man, they were like 300 grams. Mm, Cause like tr- traditionally, like in my, my life, I actually bump protein up when I'm cutting, right? Cause to preserve muscle. Like even now, like what I'm doing now, this, this is interesting, man, because what I'm doing now is, uh, I'm, I'm on a cut, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, um, I'm, I'm, okay. So I'm doing my deficit different, right? Like I'm. I'm I, I, the reason I like my fitness pal because it, it, it links with my fitness tracker, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I set my caloric my my, my intake goal for two thousand calories, right? That's that's a cut for me, you know. I, I, and do you drop straight from your maintenance or your, your oh building? I go straight into it. That's that's one of that's that's one of the keys to my success, man. Do you do it or not? No, I I taper everything. I, I I'm oh, very good. All right, we can we can let's talk about that later. Let's talk about that after this. After this. After this. Okay, but. But um, so anyway, I'm in two two thousand. My 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 total goal is two thousand. But what I do is I because like I'm 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 walking more. Like I I, I live in Queens, but I, my my office in Manhattan. It's in uh, like seventy second Street. So I get off on thirty. I get off the train at thirty thirtieth uh, Street and 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 walk. I walk to to the office from there, trying to burn a bunch of calories. I'm trying to burn as many calories as I can, and I'm tracking it, and it links with my fitness pal. And I'm doing that so I can actually eat more because I'm trying to hit a certain number of. I'm trying to get uh, a certain amount of protein. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do, do you feel like the but activity is, trackers are pretty pretty well correlated? Like you feel like it's more or less accurate? I no, I think it's all that we're man. We're 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 just trying to get as close as we can, man. Even even with tracking your your food and your macros, right? Because if you go out to eat, man, unless you know exactly what how what oil that guy used, the cook yeah. used, and how much he used, man, you're you're. You're guessing, right? If you go to Chipotle, yeah, they had the shit in there, but they, uh, you know, at my fitness pal, but the the chick behind the counter didn't. She just scooped that shit. She didn't, <laughs> it, you know what I'm saying? So like, we're we're really just trying to get as close as possible. You know what I'm saying? We're we're, we're, in, we're it's a range. We're trying to get as, as good as we can. So yeah, because I'm trying to get like 0.8 grams of protein per uh, pound of lean body mass, mm-hmm. right? And that, for me, that's about 147 grams of protein. Uh, but to get that and stay with the keto ratios, my calories have to be like a little like higher than two thousand. So I'm trying to burn my way there. So but you're doing something a lot more uh, simpler. Yeah. Cool. What what uh, what what are your fat grams? What are your what are your grams total? Like what are your protein, fats, and carbs? Uh, yeah. I'll show you. Uh, let me bring up my fitness. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what it was yesterday. Yesterday, I hit it pretty well. Oh man. I I, I so yesterday my total carbohydrates was fifty six. Right, and that was eight percent. How much right? of that but was my, fiber? Uh, yeah, it was all fiber. It was all fiber. All fiber. You know, um, my uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Oh, I don't know exactly. I can. I have to 
I can tell you exactly how much was fiber. Uh, 31% was fiber. 31 grams was fiber. Gotcha. What were your proteins and fats? And uh, my proteins were, and my protein was like right at my goal is 143 grams. And that, and it, that ended up being 21%. Gotcha. And what was your total fat grams? And my fat was uh, was uh, 218, and that was 71%. So those are almost the same macros I'm at right now, except my carbs are much lower. Mm. So how many carbs you, you said you eat? Like 20? Yeah, 20, 20 is a ceiling. And then like right now, my protein's at uh, 120, so a little bit lower than yours. And my mm-hmm. fat's at about 240, uh, so pretty close to yeah. yours. We're pretty close. We're pretty close. Yeah, yeah. and my calories... um. My, my my total calories uh, were uh, two was a uh, twenty like twenty eight hundred, mm-hmm. uh, but I but I I I burned so many calories with you know uh, with exercise that it, it the 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 net calories was was two thousand which two thousand and ten right that was my goal so I pretty much hit my goals for the day. Very cool. Yeah, you're tracking. You're tracking. I don't even track my calories burned. <laughs> Yo, I, okay. So here's the thing about that. Here's the thing about that. Me and you were extremists, right? We're gonna go hard, and this is that I do that because I'm extreme. I'm trying to be as accurate as possible, right? Um, but I think for the average person, if they track, if they concentrated on getting more uh, non-exercise calorie burn, like non-exercise activity thermogenesis, they focus on the neat. Like I'm gonna be like really talking about this a lot going forward. I think that they would, uh, they, they, they probably wouldn't need to do much cardio. And they would lose significantly more fat. There's, Just, an, there's an argument that if you go to the gym and you train hard, you're you're more likely, both psychologically and just physically, to be less active throughout the rest of the day. Yeah. Do you think that's that's true? I I mean I think so, especially if you're like uh, uh if like me and you guys who've been training for a decade or two, maybe not. Maybe we'll be you know what I'm saying like. But I think if you're just uh if you're 99 percent of the population. Yeah, because it's taxing on your central nervous system. You're probably not used to it. You might be sore. You might your joints might start aching. Uh, but if you're just moving more during the day, you know you don't have to go to the gym, or you can still go to the gym. But like you know, going to the gym is a chore within itself, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I set up a home gym just because of that. Um, I mean, I still go to the gym, but you know, I have the option, and uh, you got to put on shit. You got to like plan it. It's got to be an event. But this doesn't have to be an event. Like if you just focus on moving more mm-hmm. during the day, but actually conscious of like set a, a calorie goal and track it because you're not just going to do it on your own. But it's kind of cool. It, like it may, at first it sounds like it's, it's um, neurotic, but I don't know. It's kind of like playing a video. I don't play video games. Right. But I, I'd imagine it's similar because I'm trying to hit like these goals all day. Like, I, all right, I want to burn a thousand calories before I go to the gym this afternoon. How do I do that? No, no, it is cool, man. Like, and that's that's the thing. Like, people are, are too, they they just throw up there this this you know flag that says, oh, I don't want to do macro track. I don't want to do other stuff because I, I just don't want to. It's not sustainable. But I mean, they make it a negative before they even make it a, like yeah. a, a lifestyle. And like for me, tracking macros, like when you track macros for like a month, you freaking become a whiz at it pretty quick. Like I can take if I don't have a clue what my meals are going to be for the day, and I know what my goals are. I can take three minutes and have my entire day planned out in a heartbeat, and it's like not even that much work. 
Yeah, and then when you get to a certain point, like I do it on the fly. Like you know, like it might if you're starting out, it might be better to have a plan that you follow. Uh, you can get a plan from you, you or whoever, and and that might be better. Just give you some guidelines. But I'm at the point now, man, where it, it's almost like a video game. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to hit a certain amount of macros. I'm trying to burn a certain amount of calories, and you know, it's it's, it's cool, man. I track it throughout the day, and you know. But here's here's another thing, bro. When I used to work for um, Abbott Laboratories for a little while. It's a big pharmaceutical company, um, one of the biggest. And my uncle works for uh, – he's a, a executive at Merck Pharmaceuticals. Now, when they do uh, tests on fat loss drugs, uh, studies and stuff, they give one – one they give uh, group A the drug and the group B the placebo. Every time, both groups lose weight. And it's not just because of the placebo effect. But it's, it's, it's because this is the first time those people track their macros because mm-hmm. they had to track their macros for it to be scientific. It's the first time. And if you track anything, anything you track, you will improve. There's studies that show just like being cognizant of something, you you improve performance. It's kind of like when um when you're working for somebody and when the boss is in there with you, you're going to work a little harder. Right. You're, you're going to slack off when the boss not looking. Well, now you're the boss who's looking. Yeah. Does it make sense? And you just it, it, it really will improve performance. And I agree, man. It, like just simply I mean, spending I do time everything. on something, you know, building or spending time on something builds interest around that something. Like you just yeah. by default want to get better at it. And hundred percent. Like, and you can happens. do this with anything. Like, if you want to get better at something, just track your results. Just track track what you're doing. Track your results. If you if you if you feel like your your finances are out out of order, uh, you listen. Every time somebody tells me they have money problems, I'm like, all right, man, how much money did you spend last month? And they can't tell me, mm-hmm. right? They don't know. All right, oh, damn, well, there's your problem. That's that's the root, right? Let's start tracking your finances. And when when they do that, they're more diligent about what they're spending. And the, and a lot of times, the problems, the, the financial problems improve dramatically mm-hmm. just because they're tracking. Like, you know, when you work for these big companies or these huge companies, you know, Coca-Cola knows exactly how much they spent down to the penny last year. Yep. You know, yep. if you can't do that with your personal finances or or if you I'm OK, let me say I'm going off on the business tangent. But if they can do that about their, their money, then you should do that about your, your fitness. Right. Because I don't know anything you track, man. Once I did it with my time, bro, I tracked my time for a month and I noticed because I felt like I was getting overwhelmed and I, tra- I, I, I downloaded some app. I don't even know it exists anymore. And I tracked everything I did every minute of every day and i noticed like so many inefficiencies mm-hmm. and they really helped me improve. i've tracked my mood before, like for a certain period of time i was going through like a little depression and i tracked every hour i, I saw where my mood was a one one to ten i'm mean, one to five and then i started noting patterns if it was real low i said okay why is it real low right now okay okay i need to dump that chick <laughs> you know because she, she's making why is it real high okay i need to do more of that you know stuff like that it was it was um it was enlightening to see the data. No, oh, yeah, man. Movie. I mean, what what can be measured can be managed, right? Yep, yep. Peter Drucker said that. You know, yep. What can be was measured. If it can't be measured, it can't be managed. That's the thing, too. Yeah. If it can't be measured, then it can't be managed. And look, I mean, listen, I, I we're on the same nothing, page, man. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's nothing. Nothing. Uh, will improve success more than I mean. The first thing you got to do is, is is be able to take inventory of what's, what's really happening mm-hmm. before you can improve on anything, and and then have the data. I, I posted a YouTube video not long ago, and I sh- I I showed them my training log from two thousand and eight. You know, yeah, before all of I had since then too. 
Huh? What do you say? And you've got all of them since then too. I got every one of them, you know, and and it was before my fitness pal or any of the stuff. And when I, I when I was showing him, like this is what it takes, man. I had every set of every rep, right? How much weight I used, how much I lift, how many reps I got, how much time I rested between sets, right? How much sleep I got that night, how much water I drank, uh, every meal. You can add, I can find you. Within in the last twelve years, pick any random day. And I'll tell you what I had for lunch that day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you exactly what I and, and that's what it I mean, if you want to be elite, that's what it takes. You're not gonna you're not gonna get uh if you wanna be a regular guy, you ain't gotta do none of that. But if you wanna be elite, that's what it takes, man. I, I agree hundred percent, man. Going back to that extremist mentality, you know, that's what it that's what it takes to be next level. Yeah, yeah. And I, you can be good without that, but you're making it harder than it you're making it harder. Tim Ferriss said it. I mean, you, you being a Tim Ferriss fan, like his his whole take is a whole classic eighty twenty principle. You know, you can, uh, you know, be exceptionally well within the top, you know, twenty percent with you know very minimal effort. Like you can learn any skill, get to the top twenty percent within six months, but it takes the next ten years to break that upper echelon. Mm. Yeah. So it depends. Yeah, I, I believe that. So I think it depends on how much you want, how much, how hard you you're willing to work, and how. Um, and, and how 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 long are you willing to wait? Yeah. Right. Because because like we said initially, just like that seed is going to look like you're doing nothing. You know, you're accomplishing nothing. And if you can be patient, man, that's like when I meet guys like you who are younger and who are doing things, it, it's, it's it's inspiring to me because I meet so many like younger guys, and, it, and I'm not shitting on the younger generation. I, my generation was like this too, but we don't hear from them. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> we don't we don't know about guys my age who didn't take life seriously. Right. Nobody knows about them. OK. But when I meet younger guys, man, the biggest problem is they're just so impatient. You know, they're just so impatient. And they, they don't think they don't they have such a short term focus. And if you can just start thinking long term and just put your head down and work. And do it for, you know, 10 years. There's nothing you there's nothing you won't be better at. There's no there's no way you won't be um going to improve in that regard. I agree hundred yeah. percent, man. Gary Vaynerchuk really was a motivating factor for me starting my mm-hmm. business from the beginning. I mean, like his whole long game mentality towards things, you know, mm-hmm. and that and that applies directly to, you know, fitness and business or relationships, whatever you want to look at. But I mean, having that long game approach, you know, playing not I'm excited what what Keto Savage is gonna be doing when I'm freaking eighty five years old, not what I'm yeah, gonna be doing, man. you know, next year. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. You know, you know, funny thing is, man. I, I, the day I bought, um, uh, for our work here, I also bought Crush It, and mm-hmm. Crush It inspired me too, cause I, so I, I used like a hybrid of the strategies, mm-hmm. you know, cause he was talking about social media. Tim wanted to use uh, paid advertising. And I had no money, so I, I went with I. Tim helped me build it. Gary V helped me advertise it. But then when I when Gary V came online, I didn't like him, man. I didn't like him, and it's not because of his style or you know, how he curses and stuff. You know, I'm worse. It's um because he was fat, man. <laughs> like I, I, he got lean I'm, though. He got leaner. I'm not listening to no no fat person tell me about life. But then he got in shape. He hired my a friend of mine who's uh, here in New York, man. My Michael Michael Vitali. Uh, real cool guy, man, and he hired him. He, he was serious about it. He hired Mike to travel around with him 24 hours a day, train him, prepare all his meals and everything. And he lost the weight. Now that's extreme, but look at the results. Now Gary's thin, and uh, you know it, it. It just showed that you can still do it, man. Like if anyone had an excuse not to do it, it's him, right? He's already rich. He's already he's got a huge business. He's busy. He's flying around. 
if anyone had an excuse, he's got a family. If anyone had an excuse not to care about fitness, it was him, man. But he, he went and did it, you know, and I respect that. Let's let's talk about excuses real quick because I've been I've been getting a lot of excuses lately. And I know you get them all day, too. What I mean, I found myself kind of becoming more bitter the more I hear excuses. Like, I'm just starting to become less and less patient with them. Have you noticed that with yourself? Uh, man, I, I, one of my most popular YouTube videos is called Excuses Are For Bitches. And uh, it's got like over a million views. And I have a, some, uh, a fan made a poster that says that, that I keep on my wall. And it's, um, look, 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 look. When we all have good excuses not to, not to concentrate on fitness. Let's just take fitness in general. But this, this can be extrapolated to any, uh, any domain. We all have good excuses. I had a really good excuse at one point, man. Like uh, my my father killed himself when I was twenty four. He shot himself in the head, and it was like a shock. I didn't know it was going to happen. It was abrupt, and I immediately became like the man of the house, where right? I had all this responsibility. And he left like a huge financial mess that I had to help clean up. And this was before I started my business and everything. I was just trying to start it, you know. And so now I'm I'm struggling, I, and so I, I went and got two jobs. Right. I was working for a moving company and I was working as a security guard and I was also training people. Right. So it was basically three jobs. Right. And then, and man, I was training people working for a moving company. Uh, I, I was working <laughs> security and, uh, and, and and then on the weekends I was working at my uh, I was managing my buddy's restaurant. Right. So this is like round the clock, seven days a week. Mm hmm. I'm working, trying to get, dig my family out this mess, you know, and and at the same time going through this emotional trauma, right? Like my dad, and my best friend, most emotional. And I, it would have been a perfect time to say, hey, I'm not going to focus on fitness right now. And everyone would have been like, yeah, man, <laughs> that makes sense. No, no one, because that's what people are looking for when they give you excuses, man. Oh, it's okay, I get it, you know. Yeah, everyone would have did that for me in that situation. But man, I just hold myself to a higher standard, man. I just hold myself to a higher standard, and it's like excuses don't really mean anything, right? It, it, yeah, it was harder for me to stay in shape or to or to keep working on my fitness than it would be someone whose life was perfect. But what they got going on doesn't have anything to do with me. Hundred percent. What, what someone else has, what advantages other people have, advantages, genetics, money, whatever. Always somebody with, with who has more than you. But it's not about what they have. It's about what you have, man. Stop. It's about what do you have? Do you have the heart to do it anyway? If you have to work harder than someone, then work harder than someone or just shut the fuck up. Right. It's, it's, and it's, it's, it's but the problem is we're not taught that. Right. You know, like people get, you know, it's in marketing. One of the one of the one of the the. the lessons that, that you teach when you start learning how to write copy and write advertisements and is you want to tell them it's not their fault you know you want to tell them it's not your fault every sales letter i write i have a big session hey it's not your fault you know <laughs> and i and i tell them why they've been led astray or lied to maybe use the food or something and the reason that is man i'm giving you some guys some behind the curtain shit is because man people have this they want to be told it's so they want their their failures to be justified mm -hmm. they want that. they want that man really bad and for example, I had I hired a cleaning team to clean my house, and I, and it, I let it get out of hand, right? And I was like, man, you know, 
this ain't the, is this the worst you've ever seen? They said, no, I've seen way worse. And she was like, oh, I get it. You guys are busy. And I was like, and I feel better. Right. She told me it was okay. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. You know, that's, and we, and that's human nature. But at the same time, at the same time, that's not going to get you the results you want. Because I can't go to like a car dealership and say, listen, guys, I don't have the money or the credit for this car. But but you got to understand, man, my dad killed himself. And, you know, I had to get <laughs> so you should just give me this car anyway. It, doesn't, it just doesn't work like that. It's not reality. You will yeah. not get what you, you got to put in the work, man. You got to you got to if you want to if you want to reap, you got to sow, man. I 100 percent right. agree. I think people, man, they, they, they don't want responsibility for their life they want to be told that it's okay like you just said that it's yeah. it's not their fault the way i look at life and this, this has been like the one main shift in thinking that that's led me to more success than anything else and that's simply that no matter where i'm at in life it is 100 percent my fault whether for good or yes. bad. yes yeah man and listen if you don't take that that approach not only will you not accomplish your goals but then you will be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Like the reason I put it in my marketing because it's, it's powerful. You know, it's like it works. And you see it in politics on both sides, right? Like the 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 liberals will be like, oh, it's the one percent, or it's whatever. You know, they there's it's the corporations, right? It's it's not your fault. You know, it's the corporations or the one percent. And on the right, you'll they'll say, oh man, it's 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 the gays or the immigrants or whatever. And it, it's 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 all just trying to tell people. That they're, it's trying to tell the masses that it someone else is 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 fault. You're not succeeding, mm-hmm. right? It's not your oh yeah yeah yeah. The immigrants are taking your jobs. You know, first of all, I never seen an immigrant with a job doing a job. I never seen an illegal immigrant doing a job I wanted. All right. Uh, and second yeah. of all, and second of all, yeah, maybe 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 maybe. You should move from your fucking shit town if there's no jobs there. The fucking illegal immigrants are smart enough to leave their shit fucking country or town to get some jobs. <laughs> Why can't you do that shit? Maybe you know, or or on the on the on the left is like, oh well, maybe you need to fucking work harder. Yeah, it's difficult growing up in the hood. I know that my goddamn self, right? But I fucking worked, and yeah, maybe I have to work harder for, than some kid who was uh, born in the Hamptons. But what his advantages have nothing to do with me. Yeah, I you know, agree, it's like so. Like, if you don't take responsibility, you will be manipulated by others. Hundred percent. You got to live your own life for us. You're gonna be living somebody else's. For sure, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, you, you definitely will, man. You know, and yeah, I mean, people and but everyone wants to say it's not. It's not your fault, man. It's not your fault. It's, you know, but I don't know. It's a lot of it's like a. You know, especially men. I I think it was my generation was the first. We were the first kids, I think, who got like trophies for participating, just mm-hmm. for showing up. You know, and it, it bred a entitlement. And then and then my generation taught their kids that more, or like you know, I don't know if it's my generation. Like I don't know, but I don't know. It, it, people are so entitled now. They think every, they should have everything. They didn't deserve shit. But you know, you don't get what you want. You get what you deserve, man. You get what you earn. Yeah, you know? I feel like the like one of the things that that uh, I like about business is like the market decides if your stuff's good or not. You know, like whether you've got the best algorithm or the best product, yada yada yada. The market is going to illustrate whether what you have is worth their time, worth their money or not. And that that's another metaphor for life. Like if you're not living the life that you want, yeah, then man. do something about it because it's a hundred percent up to you. 
And yo, uh, so, so much. And now, but now here's the thing. Let's. I, I agree with like some of the people who say, "Hey, man," because the counter argument would that be like, "Well, it's like, well, if I want to be a, if I got, if I start a small business, Walmart will come and and take me out of business, right?" And and yeah, yeah, they will, man. They will, they will. And you have to be so good. You gotta be agile. Yeah. You gotta be able to think faster and Bro, work you, hard. Yeah, you gotta be. Or, or, like you gotta you gotta find a way to beat them at their game. You know, like you gotta have better customer service or something. You have to, because life ain't fair, man. Life is fucking hard, man. And and, and you have to be harder. You have to work harder than life is hard. And it's harder for some people than it is for others, man. Like I take that into account, man. Some people have bad genetics. You know, some people have uh, born in poverty. Some people like there's a kid who's gonna be born in 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 uh, in the Hamptons t- today. Saying there's another kid who's going to be born in Syria today, you know, in a war zone. Right. And there's nothing's fair about that, man. But you got to you got to win anyway, man. Like you got you got to win. You got to find a way to win. You got to find a way to win. You got to find a way to get excited about the fact that life is hard. Like you can't ask Mm -hmm. for an easy life because then you'll always come up short. Yeah. Yeah. And, And I think, man, I don't know if you do this, man. I try to look for ways to make things harder right to make myself tougher like you when know I'm, whether it's cold when showers or waking up early or tracking my macros or going you know, not eating carbs whatever is going and what you notice is they you get better like these things don't really get easier like you get better and then they're easier but your perspective inherently changes what do you say your perspective changes yeah you know like when i'm like when i'm working out for instance if i know that i've got enough energy and like willpower to do like another 10 drop sets but I, I i could be okay with just calling the workout quits right there all as soon as i have that thought as soon as that thought enters my mind of oh it'd be okay i could just call the workout now i i know like the the switch has been flipped i automatically am going to go do those 10 drop sets plus two more just to simply yeah. beat that thought out of me so that it doesn't come up next time yeah man it's all like so the thing is here's here's what's something about life man it just it it, it just keeps getting harder all right, like 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 you start off as a baby, you know everything's easy, everything's literally handed to you, uh, you know people wiping your ass and cleaning you, right? And then you get older, right? Oh, now you got to go to school, you know it's, you got to learn stuff, you got to interact with people, you got to you can't be a dick or you won't make friends, stuff like that. And then you get old, you get, you know your age, and you, you start got to make your way in the world and all this stuff. And then you get my age, you get you gotta you gotta deal with a marriage, maybe and kids, and you know you you gotta take care of them, and then you get older than me, and then you're you're weak and frail, you're you know I mean it just keeps getting harder, right? Unless you keep getting better, yep, you know, and and to the degree you are better that life than life is hard, that's when you will be successful and happy. But it all comes, it's all you, it's like at some point you gotta take responsibility. For yourself, you know, for yourself, you got to take responsibility for yourself and, and the outcomes you want, man. Like your effort has to match your desire. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. Man, what's what's your time like right now? I know we've been on here for an hour. A I'm good. Bit. I got some more time, man. If you, if you need, I got a little bit more time. Man, we could, I mean, I, I don't even realize what we've been talking for now. We just got oh, so yeah, we, we didn't talk. We didn't talk too much about keto, you know. <laughs> and you know, fun, funny thing is, man. Like, funny thing is, like, like we're we're bonded on 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 these subjects, man. But we come from totally different backgrounds, you know. Like, uh, pro, you know, I just from the states we live in, 
in our ethnic backgrounds, we're probably like different political parties, right? But mm-hmm. we still believe this same thing because this is the key, man. You know, this is this is the key. This is this is the only real truth, man. Is that if you want to make something happen, you got to go after it and you got to put in that work. And if you don't, that's cool. But don't cry about it. And, and that's the truth. That is that is the key, man. Like that that's that's life. And that's applicable to any any race, any age group, any location. I mean, that's just like you said, man. That's life, and that that's just reality. I mean, hundred percent. Like, listen, man. If listen, and and I will acknowledge that things may be harder if you are a transsexual, illegal immigrant amputee, right? <laughs> you got you got the, the card stacked, the, the deck is stacked against you. But the beautiful thing about that, if you're in a situation where things are bad and you you get, listen, if, the, if life is harder for you, there's beauty in that, right? Because it makes your story better. Yep. yep. You get what I'm saying? Like nobody respects the guy who who had everything handed to him, right? His life was easier, right? But you don't get get that respect. Like, have you ever seen the movie Pursuit of Happiness? Oh yeah. So that movie was basically just about a guy becoming a fucking stockbroker, right? Like it's not it's not a that's not a fucking noteworthy feat, but his 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 path to victory was so difficult, right? He had the the odds stacked against him so much that they made a fucking movie about it starring the the biggest actor of our generation, right? That's mm-hmm. the beauty of it. Man. Like if it, it's with, without with, without the obstacles, there can be no triumph, right? Without without Joker, Batman is just a weirdo with nothing to do, walking around in a in a bat suit. He's <laughs> a weirdo. But because there's there's the, he has the Joker, man, he has something to fight against. He's a hero, and you have to be the hero in your own life. So the worse it is for you, man, that's a better that's a that's a better story. Yep, and I mean, like stoicism, man. I don't know if you're much into like stoicism, but that's oh yeah, sure. I'm 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 I'm, I'm buddies with a Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday is like freaking cool, man. He's a yeah, he's a cool yeah. dude. I've read all his books. Like I have that book, Obstacles Away, on repeat whenever I do a competition prep. Like that's what gets me through. Yeah. But I mean, the, the the act of just simply knowing that reality is what it is, and the way that you approach your next action is totally and one hundred percent up to you. That unveils a cloak of darkness that just it makes you invincible you know yeah yeah and another thing is man that life man life is hard bro like it's you know what i i i don't think about like uh i i think a lot of unhappiness comes from people expect people think life should be easy or things should or they should be happy or things should go their way and i don't think they should man i i i, I mean I want that, right? But I don't think that's reality. Like, I really don't. I don't think that's reality. I, and I think it's going to go. It's not going to go your way more than it is. Things are going to be more things. If you expect things to be difficult. And that way you don't get mad when bad things happen. Yeah, you don't right? get let down. Yeah, you don't get let down. Right. In Buddhism, they say um, uh, uh, suffering comes from desire. Right. And I don't desire for it to be easy. You know, like I, I understand. I just assume it's going to be difficult and it's going to be a lot of trials and it's going to be hard. And man, I'm just I'm in a I don't know. I don't I don't think positively. It's, I, I called it um, I called it uh, offensive pessimism. Yeah. I think things are going to be so bad that I have to work harder and I have to be so good that it doesn't affect me. Um, oh, you know what? I learned this lesson. 
I was playing basketball. Uh, it was uh, in high school. Okay, it's real important. It's real important. Uh, I feel like I'm going on a tangent, but I had a, a a coach, and we were playing against our rivals. Man, we were playing on their home court, and and man, every call they were getting every call. We weren't getting none of our calls. You know, they weren't calling fouls on on them, but they were calling fouls on us that weren't fouls. And it, it, the refs clearly seemed biased, right? And then we lost the game. Uh, we lost the game, and then. Uh, not by much though. Like it was close. It, we it was close, you know. And they they were let's say they were cheating, right? And then I, I went to the um we went to the locker room and we were all mad and everything. And the coach said, "All right, so what happened out there, guys?" And and I was like, yeah, "Man, they they we were, we weren't getting our calls, you know. They they were just they weren't calling anything." And he said he said something I'll never forget, man. He said, "So you mean to tell me you can only win when things are going your way? You know you can only win when conditions are perfect." I like that. He said, that's not how life is, man. Things are going to be. He was trying to teach us a life lesson in a moment. He said, listen, life's not going to go your way every time. Things are going to bad. Things are going to happen. You're not going to you're not going to get what you want every time. You have to be good enough to win under any circumstance. Yep. That That's the only way you'll, you guys are going to succeed in life. And I, it stood with me. And that, and that and that's the foundation of my thought process. I, I just assume everything's going to go wrong. And I, I and I, I try to be so good that I can still succeed under those circumstances. And that I mean, you if you approach life in the day to day with that type of mentality, and you approach it like that every single day until the day you freaking die, then yeah. you literally cannot lose. I don't think you can, man. I don't think you can. But who's thinking like that? Who's doing that? You know, like and that and that's that's the problem. And if you don't do that, then Listen, you're gonna fall victim to because they're gonna be charlatans trying to teach you the easy workout plan. You know, don't go to the go to the gym once a week and 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 never count calories and and, and you'll be like, oh, finally, I found a way. And then you'll you'll buy their bullshit, right? You know, uh, I it's don't just wasted energy because, like, at the end of the day, like if you if you fall into that trap, then you're spending energy to make that work, and then at the end of the day, you're still gonna have to do it the right way and the long way, anyways. So it's just. Double the energy expenditure for half the result. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, you got you got because being a failure is not easier than being successful. Honestly, <laughs> it's just it's just what it is. Is is less work up front, mm-hmm. but it's hard. It makes your life harder on the back end. Kind of the same way, like eating cake or candy or, or carbs <laughs> or whatever. It, yeah, it's easier in the moment, but what's that going to do for your future self? You know, like almost everything you want, everything that feels good in a moment almost is bad for you in in the long term and almost everything that's good in the long term you don't like in the short term and the the more you can make that sacrifice you can sacrifice the more you can sacrifice the success i mean the present for the future the better off your future would be and the less you do that the worse off your future is going to be what do you say to the people because i get this a lot i'm curious your take but what do you say to the people that say to you uh you know, you only live life once. You have to live in the moment. I mean, what good is the future if, if you don't live the, the present? Uh, okay, man, I, I come from it from a real. Okay, so a lot of you watching this, you might have told from my from my uh, 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 my voice that I'm, I'm African-American. Right. And uh, <laughs> the the. You know how many people fucking died or went through so much misery for me to have the opportunities that I have now. Like if I don't maximize them a hundred percent and and leave and leave 
more opportunities for people to come after me, that I'm really doing a disservice to them, right? To, to, to that sacrifice they made. But let's take it out. Let's take it. We can take it out. So that, that that's initially how I started. But like you can take it outside. Just just human existence, bro. Like the hospital you were built in was already built when you were born. Right. You know, the doctor to help your mother to give birth to you had to go to school for like 10 years just for the opportunity to help your mother give birth to you. Then they drove you home in a car that it took, you know, hundreds of people to build, maybe thousands to design. And, you know, uh, <laughs> and the technology took the technology to make that car took thousands of years right to develop from walking on your feet to horses to trains to automobiles like it took a lot of people years to for you to have a car to ride home with on streets that were paid by some other people that all this happened before you were born you were set up so good to succeed right you went home to a house that was already built and by people who had to learn spend years learning how to uh, do construction it had a plumbing system that took humans ye- uh, de- <laughs> thousands of years to develop and then electricity. Like it took a lot of work. A lot of people laid, put in a lot of work for you to live the comfortable life you have now. Right. Mm-hmm. To, enjoy, to enjoy life. <laughs> it wasn't always like this, man. A lot of people had to work really hard for a long time for you to live this life. And you think that your job is to just have fun? How did you become so self-indulgent? How what how were you raised where you just only cared about yourself and your own happiness? Right. There were I mean, before the listen, the infant mortality rate used to be one out of 100. Right now, because of uh, all the work that people put in and developing you know, medicine and technology and hygiene and all, all the study. Now it's one in every 1000 like the light you, you're likely to not be alive had they not done that and you think your job is to just fucking have fun i would argue that your job is to leave the this world better than you found it because so many people did that for you and if you don't think that then i really think that you need to reevaluate your priorities and what's important right yeah i, I think you need to contribute you know because so many people made so many sacrifices for you to live the life you you have now man i got chills right now oh thank you sorry man i got i get like i, I get those same comments right so like and i've and i've been getting them for probably a little longer than you so <laughs> i this the shit just kind of it starts flowing i, I man. went off on a little tangent there right my fault no, no i love it i love it i mean that's it's it's crazy it's crazy to me that we haven't talked before now because like i said in the very beginning man i'm I'm resonating with everything that's coming out your mouth and there's there's few people that i've met that i can really connect with like that in such quick short amount of time so oh thank you man man. i appreciate it man it's it's good to finally meet man i've been following you on instagram and stuff for a while man so it's, it's good to finally catch up man for sure for sure well Shoot, man! I know, I know you're busy. Uh, yeah, we'll now, that, now we're doing the call, but yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to say anything else, even though I got more to say because I don't want to mess up that ending, man. Yo, yeah, yeah. You know what, man, guys? I gotta go after that one, man. That was <laughs> leave on a high note, man. <laughs> we can do it again, though. Like I, I like talking to you, man. So whatever, man. I, I'd love to be back, and we can actually talk about keto this next hour. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, real quick, man. Uh, where, where can people go to find out more about you? 
Uh, okay, my Instagram is King Keto. I had to buy that from somebody. Um, <laughs> nice. And it's a funny story about that. I'll tell you next time. Oh, a little cliffhanger. And um, <laughs> and uh, yo, YouTube. You just you know, I mean, just type my name in the internet, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> Brandon Carter. You know, something cool to come up. Uh, I have a, a some free information on keto. If anybody wants it, on how I do it. Uh, and I talk about cyclical keto, I talk about targeted keto, I talk about, you know, just building muscle on keto, burning fat on keto, and it's some free information, go to theketohacks.com. Perfect. Theketohacks.com. You got to put that the in there or some stupid shit will come up, right? That's not mine. Theketohacks.com. And I'll, I'll link that in the show notes too, so it'll be easy to find. Yeah, man. Perfect, perfect. Well, stay on the line, man. Uh, I'm going to talk to you just a little bit after the show here, but until next time, I appreciate it, brother. No problem. Thank you, bro. Take care, man.